Welcome to The Secret Life of Entrepreneurs. Stay tuned to meet today's guest and hear their story of what makes them tick, what drives them to succeed, and their role in growing a thriving business community. The Secret Life of Entrepreneurs chronicles the success and secrets of locally owned businesses and owners. Listen in live as we discuss their secrets and learn how they are making a positive impact in their community. You're listening to your host, Bart McGrath, business leader, entrepreneur, and founder of the Get Found on Google program. Let's get started. Our guest today is Paul Birch from Echo Lotto, and he's going to help us understand how he's working with community groups to help them earn more revenue with less volunteers. And of course, community groups rely so heavily on community volunteers for their success. So welcome, Paul. Thanks, Bob. Glad to have you here. So let's start off. Tell us a little bit about yourself and Echo Lotto. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me today. Um, I get uh, an opportunity to talk about myself so seldom, and I love it. So uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's <laughs> nice to be invited along. Excellent. Um, Echo Lotto is a, a new company in town. We've been operational for about six months now, but it's been in the work for about five years. Uh, what we've done is we've created a platform that allows um, qualified organizations, charities, nonprofit groups, community groups to run Sask Liquor and Gaming approved online 50-50s. So um, we uh, have been... Uh, running for the last couple of months. We've been acquiring some new customers. We've been fine-tuning the software and trying to figure out how we can do exactly that. We want to help uh, want to help groups raise more money with less effort. So. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's an exciting concept because all of the volunteer work that I've done, um, all of the work that I've had an opportunity to do kind of at the community level, it takes a ton of time and effort for everyone involved to raise these funds, Right. Absolutely, and you, for these nonprofit groups, the volunteers are one of their biggest resources, and uh, you, you end up with a small group of people doing a ton of work. <laughs> and uh, anything that we can do to help alleviate some of the pressure on those volunteers uh, gives organization opportunity to, to spend time on what their their core is instead of uh, corralling volunteers. They can then yeah. uh, handle uh, whatever it is that they they were formed to do. Exactly, whatever their core business is. You made an interesting comment about the volunteers that are helping. It's usually the same volunteers coming back time and time again, and people start to get fatigued. Yeah, no, and that we, I've seen that. Uh, <laughs> I've been a part of that as we go <laughs> through the years. You you uh, get involved with organizations, and part of that was the it really opened my eyes immediately to the what what we can accomplish here with uh, with our technology. Mm-hmm. I've spent a lot of time splitting tickets over the years, uh, tearing tickets and counting buckets full of change. And uh, so when my my friend Jared came to me and said, "Look, I think we've got an idea here," uh, I could immediately see the value of that. So. Um, Excellent. Okay, so give us a little bit of that history. Where did this come from? Was it born out of something um, besides volunteer fatigue? <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, the the uh, the story takes its beginnings in about uh, 2013. Um, my company Omni Online builds uh, solutions for for businesses, and uh, so a friend of mine knew that we were in that sp- space. And he came into my office one day and said, uh, my kid was at the football game today and asked why we can't buy 50-50 tickets on our phone. And uh, I basically told him to shut the door and tell no one of this idea. And we researched it a little bit because uh, we thought this is we're onto something here. At the time, uh, it was illegal. <laughs> that's that's oh. why it wasn't being done. Phones, okay. phones were being adopted uh, for more and more stuff. 
But uh, at the time, cr- Canadian Criminal Code required that you have a paper ticket. And so ah. even though you'd, you'd started to see those handheld printers uh, in uh, in the stadiums and stuff, um, they were still just using technology to create uh, paper tickets in an easier manner. So okay. uh, we more or less shelved the idea at that point because an app wasn't going to be legal. We took a look mm-hmm. at it uh, and then um, kept an eye on it. And when the, the loss looked like it was going to be changing, we jumped back into it and uh, put a couple of years' worth of effort into creating the software and uh, mm-hmm. the the jurisdictional, the legal side of things too. Uh, you can't you can't just set up shop and run raffles and, and online lotteries in Saskatchewan. Right. That's a, that's a big no no. So uh, we were able to uh, work within the SAS Liquor and Gaming's uh, purview there and uh, become get Echo Lotto certified as a lottery vendor mm-hmm. and uh, managed to go live with our, our first raffle in June this year. So. Okay. Uh, oh, so not even a full year ago then. No, we are. We are in our infancy, and uh, the the response has been great. The, mm-hmm. the community, uh, everybody we talk to, sees the upside to this. I think we've all been like fifty uh, fifties is a Western Canadian thing. Uh, it was part of the uh, part of the, the journey was realizing I'm talking to people all over the world about this opportunity, and uh, some mm-hmm. of them are looking at me like I do not understand what you're talking about. So really, I, so. I, if if you go down to Ontario and and the Maritimes and you talk about fifty fifty, they sort of oh. Eastern Canada is definitely catching up, but outside of okay. North America, it was a, a new concept, mm-hmm. and uh, I found that really really interesting because to me it's just such a straightforward thing. You exactly, buy a 50-50 ticket, you get half of the pot if you mm-hmm. win, right? Uh, but trying to explain that to some people and uh, they just weren't getting it, so okay. that was entertaining. But uh, <laughs> as a Western Canadian thing that it, it fits right you get to participate in something fun it adds a little excitement to the event and yeah. you're, you're helping a charity so uh, okay so we love that. tell us tell us some of those stories like i'm trying to imagine you know trying to explain the 50 50 to someone who can't relate to a saturday morning hockey tournament and every parent there buys a 50 50 because heck that pays for the trip home then right yeah when well, it, it really was like that you're talking to somebody and and they're asking so i buy the ticket but if i win i only get half <laughs> it's like, um, well, no. Well, how do I know what the prize is? Well, the prize is bigger depending on how many people buy tickets. And uh, so, yeah, there was a little bit of just uh, trying to stare people and realize that, you know, I, I'm, I'm speaking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing here, but uh, um, yeah, it's it's a it's a a, a fairly unique concept here. Kay. The other thing we found out was uh, it is jurisdictional. Every single province, uh, you know, diving in with no idea, right? You go to a steak night, right. you go to a hockey game throw some money at it you 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 hope to win not thinking about the jurisdictional requirements and that uh okay gambling is covered under canadian criminal code so Mm -hmm. um this is a uh we had a lot of confusion in the early days over what was going to be allowed and what wasn't allowed you know why it wasn't allowed was it not Mm -hmm. allowed because of the technology or was it not allowed because of the rules were the rules going to change what's so right and rules are slow to change when it's something like legislation that's not something that happens overnight no <laughs> no definitely not um you know it was kind of been our joke from the beginning it's like oh you know well uh, we're going to uh, just uh, all we just need to do is change the way the law works and uh, we should have that figured out by friday or so so um but <laughs> today's no, wednesday a... by the way so yeah, <laughs> yeah. 48 hours no yeah. problem so no there's a there's a lot that goes into um changing those rules and you know what, uh, as much as people like to, to hate on lawyers and uh, the, the system in general, a lot of these rules have been put in place to protect the charities, and that's something that we've found as we get involved here. Um, you know, the, the integrity of gaming allows people to buy com- buy with confidence, and that is, like, this is an important revenue stream for charities. Mm-hmm. And, uh, if we just allow people to 
get in willy nilly, then the the consumers lose confidence. So. Exactly. Yeah. Right, well, that's and my I, story, and I stick to it. And you stick to it. It's my story, and I'm sticking <laughs> to it. Um, one of the things that I find particularly interesting is. Even if the charity made the exact same amount of money as they did in a previous raffle, like to the penny, they actually probably save a lot and end up ahead of the game simply because you've got, um, you know, the the staff time, the volunteer time, um, all of that is so much easier for those that are involved. Plus, you're not fatiguing your volunteers. You can save them for the big stuff, the meaningful stuff then, right? Absolutely. And that's been something that the organizations that we're talking to have asked us about. They've mm-hmm. got volunteers that want to be involved. Sure. And so it's not like you're, you know, you, you take somebody that wants to be involved and it's been their thing to, you know, trudge up and down the aisles selling 50-50 tickets and they that's like it. Right. Um, and you want you want those people involved. Absolutely. And so um, we're not taking positions away. These aren't volunteers mm-hmm. you're going to cut loose and say, thanks, we don't need you. Exactly. These are bodies you can reallocate um, and, and have them them do other things as well while still getting the traction out of your revenue stream right mm-hmm. so with our online system the other thing is that you're extending your reach right you don't have to uh okay. you don't have to chase people down and uh print right. out tickets of books and the, the administrative side of it becomes okay. a lot easier so. well and then the cost side as well because if you're not printing something you're not needing to buy paper and you don't need a handheld printer and right so yep. this is 100% on my phone i can go to an event they're selling a raffle ticket does legislation still require that i be at the location to purchase the raffle ticket it does and that's uh that's been uh, one of the sticking points for sure uh is that the the way this operates or the reason that this can operate is because of our geofence so um we can tell where you are and that you're in Saskatchewan uh and that's been uh, that's taken some consumer training because uh, people yeah. don't like that. Uh, most people, um, you know, people value privacy, and so letting them know that look, we're not here to follow you around in your phone for <laughs> weeks at a time. We just need to know you're where you are when you buy the ticket, and that's yes. all we need to know. But uh, um, that's a bit of a, a learning curve for for the consumer. Yes. Uh, but again, that and there's there's lots of reasons behind wanting people because that was one of the questions that I asked. Sauce Liquor and Gaming says, why would mm-hmm. we not want money from outside the province flowing into the province for our for our charities? That's right. And they're, uh, they're more or less worried about uh, the, the pressure. Um, you know, they're, they're worried that more money is going to flow out than is going to flow in, right? We've got a, a finite pool of people here. Uh, and okay. if you have an opportunity to support the Blue Jays Million Dollar 50-50 or the Prince Albert Regina Rescue, uh, mm-hmm. the, the Prince Albert Cat Rescue 50-50, right. you know, people only have so many dollars to spend. So the, the money coming in from the province uh, or in from out of the province versus the money going out of the province um, they feel that that's a, an important thing that we need to protect. And so, yes, the, the, the uh, very long answer to your question is that we make sure that you're in the province to purchase your tickets. Exactly. Is that all you have to be, though, is in the province? So, for example, if you were doing a raffle sale uh, at a United Way event, can I be anywhere in the province and purchase a ticket, or do I have to be at the United Way event it, to it's purchase? It's actually tied to the license. So it does okay. depend on who's hosting the event and what type of event it is, what kind of raffle is being held. So mm-hmm. um, the, the short answer is from a technology standpoint, uh, from a licensing standpoint, if you're running a province-wide raffle, you just have to be in the province. Okay. If you're a local event, you're having a, you know, if you're the the, the um, Regina Humane Society, something like that, if you're running a, a Regina-specific ch- charity, mm-hmm. that would need to be re- more restricted to Regina. And some of these stadium events 
events and stuff are restricted to the the actual location of the the facility so okay. uh, it's a lot more to do with the license that's being applied for which the license depends on the organization that's applying for the license as for well. the license so, yeah. okay um a couple of minutes ago when you spoke you talked about that geofence um maybe explain for our listeners what a geofence is because i know lots of people won't be familiar with that term yeah, uh, well, in, in layman's terms, which is all I speak in, uh, because uh, I, I leave the technical stuff to my technical guys, <laughs> but uh, basically we just need to know where you are. So there's a variety of ways to do that. Um, you're bouncing your signal off cell towers. You're bouncing IP off your Wi-Fi address. You're giving your geocodes, uh, your your, um, your mapping locations. Uh, so basically we just need to know where you are. And uh, our system is set up so that uh, when you click our Allow Location button, um, we read that. So now we know where mm-hmm. you are. Uh, which if I might do a little education piece here, this is something that we figured out. <laughs> um, uh, with a majority of phones, there's actually two places in your phone that you need to turn the location services on. Or uh, off. Yeah, on or off. And most people get as far as the first level. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, you can tell your phone whether you want location services on or off, and most people know that. And then within that, there's a further level where you can tell each individual app. Ours is a, we're not an app. We're using a browser to access a website. So okay. if your browser's set to no, even if your phone's set to yes, then uh, you're not going to be able to, to play. So um, that has been something that, uh, an education piece that we're trying to get as many people participating in these raffles as possible. So mm-hmm. if you have any questions on that, you can shoot us an email. I can walk <laughs> you right through it. And if I have to walk every person in the province through it, so be it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, You'll have something up on your website yeah, shortly to explain it. <laughs> yeah, no, and we did. We, uh, we had to, uh, in the first early raffles, uh, putting up a little education piece on our, our social, uh, Facebook, Facebook yeah. and stuff. So, you know, and I think that's quite common with the technology that we use now because both with Wi-Fi and data, it's, similar you can turn it off at the highest level uh, which we did one time when we traveled south and we didn't turn it off at that next level because in fact even the uh, provider that we had at the time you read on their website so we followed the instructions came home got a bit of a bill it wasn't too bad because to be honest we were in a resort and it had wi-fi so we were relying on wi-fi but came home got this bill and wait a second like we turn this off so when I picked up the phone and called, oh, well, you forgot to turn it off here and here and here. And I thought, well, that wasn't any instructions. <laughs> but it's learn the hard way, which so often happens. Yeah, right? well, it sounds like, sounds like you got away with one because I've had people with very expensive lessons on uh, not really? turning your, your data off as you travel the world. Uh, mm-hmm. I know um, I uh, was down at a conference in Minneapolis and thought I was on the Wi-Fi and my Wi-Fi had timed out and I downloaded yeah. some app that the guy was talking about and yeah, some free app cost me like $180 or something. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's great, great use of my data. So, exactly. Yeah, so no, the other thing is that a lot of times these apps that you download, they ask for permission and if mm-hmm. you don't give them permission, you can still use the app, you just don't get the full experience. That's right. You can't use our app, you can't use our process, our, our program if you don't, if we don't know where you are, right? That's just the that's rules. Right. So yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's the rules behind it. It's been a bit of an education thing that we're we're trying to uh, help people get get past. And mm-hmm. most people, the first time that they use it, they figure out, they understand that uh, we're not we're not tracking them around, and uh, and they know they learn where to turn it on and off, and away you go. Yes. Lots of people have it on, so. Okay, that's awesome. So tell us about some of the events that you've been involved with or tell us about the ones that you can can talk about. I don't know what's public and what's Um, not. Yeah, so we basically, uh, we've we've been in onboarding clients uh, as fast as we can (laughs) and uh, running a few test events. Uh, The first event that went live was the Regina Pride Festival this summer and uh, it was... (laughs) 
Um, we were so close to the line. We weren't sure whether we were going to be live. We weren't sure whether we were going to get licensed. We weren't sure. So there was no advertising. Nobody knew. Mm-hmm. So when I was meeting with the committee about their, this is their big 30th anniversary this year, and uh, they'll be running another event. I said kind of our primary goal uh, working with the organization this year is to let people know that we're working with the organization this year. So yeah, exactly. um, having uh, the, the event itself uh, was a great technical test for us. The software worked and performed as, as required. Okay. Uh, we worked with the uh, Gear Up with John Ryan Foundation. They run a, a, a raffle or a 50-50 to help raise money for equipment for kids to play football. Mm-hmm. Again, a very uh, it was an excellent test run. Uh, that was our second raffle that, uh, that went live. And um, that we kind of got a taste of what people are going to want when they're out in the elements, right? It's uh, you, you test, it. you pressure test the software and you, mm-hmm. you user test the, everything, but until you're riding in a golf cart at 35 above with a guy who's had six beers and you're trying to explain to him he's got to turn on his iPhone location services and use his <laughs> credit card to, to buy a ticket, then you don't, you know, you 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 can't have thought of everything. So um, the uh, the event itself again, excellent and. Uh, um, we're really looking forward to work with them again next year. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, but uh, from a using test, user testing perspective, I mean, I think we're all fairly familiar with user testing, right? Getting yep. people, people to click all the links and try all the, right? But you're right. Send it out in a golf cart and, you know, somebody's had a few to drink. And- yeah. Yeah, so that uh, you know, you really want to uh, really want to try. To, you, you don't know what you don't know until you don't know, right? Exactly. This is until uh, you find out what you yeah, didn't know. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, so that was a that was a fun fun afternoon. But <laughs> but uh, you know, our team has just been uh, iterating and working, and these guys are just just awesome. And uh, so everything that we do has been a, a learning experience. Which when we talk about the the secret life of entrepreneurs, that's. <laughs> Yeah. First of all, I wasn't, t- I wasn't sure if I was able to tell people I was coming on this show. I wasn't sure how secret we were being about this, but, uh, yeah, I mean. But you, you saw how I told everybody. Yeah, so. I mean, you saw everybody. So away we go. But, uh, that's, that's it, right? Like you start with an idea and not too much else and you just decide to go for it. And mm-hmm. it's the type of thing where everything that you find turns into a new challenge to overcome. That's and, right. Exactly. And, uh, that's, that's kind of what you got to do. And so. Uh, what we like to do is we we don't like to make the same mistake twice, mm-hmm. and we got to learn fast, right? Um, yes. And so that's and what, solve fast. Yeah, solve yeah, problems yeah. quickly, fix things. So um, that's been that part of it has been. I mean, that's fun. That, that's if you don't get kicks from that part, then this is not the. And this is not, not the, the gig for you. For you. Right? So, exactly. But uh, no, and each one we go, the uh, the problems are getting solved, and it's it's been great. And uh, um, so now we just concluded one uh, with the United Way, mm-hmm. and. Uh, we're seeing our pots start to go up, and uh, this is a this is a long term thing for us, right? Uh, we're not uh, we're not in it to have somebody show up and uh, you know uh, sell this off to some Silicon Valley company. So right. uh, this is uh, something that we're looking for long term relationships where every year it's going to get easier for them, and mm-hmm. I think is a big advantage to the online version as well. If you sell a hundred tickets to a hundred people at your event. Next year, you got to find each one of those hundred people and sell them a ticket to your event. That's right. With our system, if uh, people uh, buy a ticket now, they know that you're out there, and it becomes a lot easier just to resell uh, in following events. So, so if I buy a ticket through the system right now, uh, you'll have a record of my email address because you've produced a, re- a receipt for me, correct? That's correct. Yeah, and actually, you get emailed your ticket. So, mm-hmm. um, the old the, the privacy laws in Castle and stuff like that. Uh, the very important aspect of it uh, to participate in a raffle uh, that's licensed with the licenses that we're going. You need to create. You have to have that basic information, uh, and you'll okay. notice that you see the same. 
same thing. If you're at a hockey rink, if you're at a, a multi-day raffle, mm-hmm. um, they have to collect some basic information from you so they can contact you if you win. Right. right. Uh, and that's exactly what we're doing. And uh, this is uh, we're not we're not building up lists that we can sell off. Uh, we're creating a list for the for charity that particular and, charity uh, and and basically the the main function of that is to make sure that if you win that they can get hold of you. Um, the other side of that is with the online raffle. Um, you know your paper ticket doesn't start buzzing in your pocket if you win. So no, it doesn't. The, uh, does it? <laughs> no. With the online version, uh, once the raffle's over, the winner is aware. So. Um, so I'm curious. Uh, in your your research, so you guys initially had this idea, and I'll tell you where I'm going with my question. Uh, so you had the initial idea. Oh, it sounded kind of interesting. Let's look at it a bit. In your research, did you ever stumble upon the amount of money in unclaimed pots? Yes. Is it huge? Ridiculous. Yeah. See, that's what I would have thought too, because you buy a ticket and you misunderstand what the announcer said, or you leave and you forget to go back to the website the next day, or you go back, but it's not there yet. And I think of uh, a couple of different instances. And so, and and I'll come back to the unclaimed pots uh, in a second, but uh, anecdotally, I was at an arena and uh, I was watching the 50 50. And Mm Two years from the time we started this until the time that we went live was the most painful to be at any event. I, was, I wasn't I was able to enjoy a hockey game, wasn't able to enjoy a football game. I'm just watching them thinking, why aren't we live? Why aren't we live? Exactly. And I'm at a, a hockey rink, and the winner's drawn, and uh, and it was, okay, well, the winner is one eight eight six six eight one. Okay. Everybody tickets up in the air. They're in the garbage, and one guy's, yeah, we won, and off he goes. And you know, watch them walk around, and they get there, and his ticket was upside down. The winner was actually they one eight 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 one one. We got people digging in the garbages. We got oh you know, wow. So you yeah. know, there's 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 error that that comes with that. And you think about um, big events uh, mm-hmm. where you've got lots of people, and you've got alcohol, and you've got yeah. high winds, and you've got you know the the tickets being lost. Exactly. And with an online system like ours, even if somebody if somebody bought a ticket with their phone and mm-hmm. drops their phone in a biffy, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, on Monday they can log in through, uh, through they're going to get an email on Monday and say, hey, uh, sorry about you. <laughs> sorry about your you phone, won. but. On the plus side, you won. Exactly. You can now pay for your phone. Yeah. So, you, um, but when we were looking at this and taking a look at unclaimed pots, because there's a lot of rules around the licensing and uh, how you have to handle those. And, and the majority of the time, that money goes back. Uh, to the charities and so we talked to the charities about that because that was a concern mm-hmm. you're not going to have any unclaimed pots so what does that do to the revenue you're generating right yeah and the overwhelming response from the charities was we don't want that money like it's we the the 50 50 is successful because people can win it mm-hmm. and if people get win that we're not that you know if there's no winner then people aren't going to want to participate so exactly um Mathematically as well, like we don't. If you've got an unclaimed pot, um, sure, that money can go back into the charity or be rolled over into another. Uh, there's 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 rules around what can be done with it. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, if you're not getting winners, then people aren't going to play. No, they're yeah. not going to keep playing. And I would think that there's a like almost a waiting period on that money, where even if it's unclaimed, it still has to be earmarked for a winner that can show up in what thirty days, ninety days. Like I'm sure there's something, but but even if you went and knocked on the door, you know. 91 days and the license said you know you have to honor it for 90 the charity is crazy not to honor it so that money has to sit 
for yeah. quite a while. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you know what? Uh, the rules around that, again, the, uh, the the red tape and the administration and the licensing nightmare <laughs> is to protect from that exact scenario, right? Uh, the rules are very clear. The charity has to keep the money and uh, the, for the length of time. Those policies have to be uh, displayed within your raffle. So mm-hmm. um, SLJ is doing everything it can to protect people from themselves. <laughs> and, awesome. uh, but, uh, yeah, that's exactly it. And uh, that was a real concern when we looked up and realized that some of these charities, uh, because the other thing is you have to report um, mm-hmm. what, what, what's happening with your raffles. So we did a pretty quick search, and, uh, you know, you search the major ones, and you see the kind of dollars that are being thrown around and stuff that's being unclaimed. And we realized that this could be a concern because if mm-hmm. you don't, if you never have another unclaimed pot, what, uh, how does that affect things, right? So, that's right. Paul, believe it or not, we've got about one minute left. Can you share your contact e- details with everyone? Uh, where do they find Echo Lotto? How do they find you if they have questions? How can they find you? Yeah, no, um, echolotto.com. Uh, that's E-C-H-O. Uh, we're looking to uh, reach out and reverberate to crown the communities. Uh, okay. So echolotto.com. Uh, we got a contact form there. You can find Perfect. me on Facebook, reach me on my email, give me a call, whatever you, whatever you need. Okay. Um, we'd love to talk to you. Uh, and, yeah, I sure appreciate your time today, Barb. This is great. We love Absolutely. Uh, and it was a pleasure to meet it. you. We've talked in email. <laughs> we've know. talked on the phone. <laughs> yeah. We've talked many ways. But, yeah, like, so. this is actual face-to-face human contact. No, we are out of time. I'd like to thank you for joining us today on The Secret Life of Entrepreneurs. As always, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, please email me at barb at googlegirl.ca or reach out on Facebook and Instagram at AboveTheFoldCA. Just a reminder, you can even submit questions in advance of the live show uh, on any of our social media channels. I'm your host, Barb McGrath, local business owner, digital marketer, and Google Girl. Remember, you worked hard for your success. Don't keep it a secret. Bye for now.